Hey everyone, this is Justin. If you're a fan of the show, you could really help us out by heading over to iTunes and giving us a rating and review. Thanks for listening. And we are back with a very special mini episode, our first installment of Mark Fixes a Movie. What's up, America? It's Mark here. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to pick a movie that we kind of liked, but that we thought could have been way better. And as the brilliant screenwriter that I... uh, would, would like to potentially be at some point in my life. That was almost uh, self-aggrandizing. Indeed. So uh, for today, what we're going to do is we're going to tackle a movie that should have been good, should have been great, should have spawned another big hit Disney franchise, but has failed to uh, has failed to materialize in either a sequel or a reboot or a prequel over the past over the past few years. I'm talking about. Tron Legacy. Oh, well, Mark, I will stop you there because Tron Legacy did spawn a Disney animated cartoon on Disney XD. It which did. only got one season. Right. And was promptly canceled. Yes. So uh, Mark because, knows what he's talking about. Because unfortunately, because unfortunately, what has happened consistently with the Tron story and the Tron, the whole concept of Tron is that it's beloved by few. It's kind of liked by a lot, but never enough to get the full go-ahead, okay? So Tron Legacy had all the makings of being a bona fide hit with a built-in, ravenous Comic-Con audience, big budget, and advanced CGI graphics. Directed by Joseph Kaczynski, the movie brought back original players from the first Tron in 1982, brought back uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Jeff Bridges, also starred uh, Michael Sheen, who's a fantastic character actor. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Who doesn't like Olivia Wilde? Also starring another uh, another actor who I I really like, who doesn't get a whole lot of press because his first name's not Chris, is uh, Garrett Hedlund, who is actually pretty good in this movie. Uh, Wait, wait, Mark, you're you're leaving out the star of the movie, Tron, Bruce Boxleiter. I'm going to get to that. Okay, all right. Okay, so... The film actually didn't do that bad at the box office. The film grossed over $400 million at the worldwide box office after costing uh, $170 million to make, which typically with with box office doesn't include your marketing money. So usually probably throw another $30, $40 million on top of that. When the movie first came out, it was ranked number one opening weekend in America, grossed over $44 million in December of 2010, and it had a 17-week run in the box office. Uh, When it got to DVD, the film also made $62 million in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. That's insane. How did it not get a sequel? Not bad, but it's certainly less than what was expected after the fandom's giddy response to a Tron teaser that was shown at Comic-Con back in 2008. Okay? This is just a game! 
that's a long development. Here's a fun fact about box office figures, folks. When they tell you that the movie grossed over $400 million worldwide, that doesn't mean that $400 million is going directly to the producers of the film or the production company of the film. What happens with box office is that figure gets split between exhibitioners and distributors, the distributors being the production company, so in this case, Disney, and the exhibitioners, the movie theaters. Oh. So if your movie costs $170 million to make from the get-go, then you add on marketing costs, Really, the movie broke even. Tron Legacy had a lot of good things going for it, okay? It's like you had a really you had a pretty solid cast. The soundtrack by Daft Punk Daft was insane. Punk soundtrack I alone was, should have saved this movie. soundtrack to Tron was critically acclaimed and actually received gold status as of May 2013. The film was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound Editing. But, like I explained in a previous minisode, getting nominated for Academy Awards really doesn't mean a whole lot. So for those that have never seen Tron Legacy or are kind of interested in, it's like, what's this movie about? The film continues the saga of video game developer Kevin Flynn, the hero of the first film who vanishes without a trace after discovering he could physically put himself inside the video game he developed. Building the grid with his cyber creations Clue and Tron, Kevin set out to build the perfect world. 20 years later, his son Sam gets a mysterious page from a pager. Bruce Boxletter Bruce had, Boxletter one. had yeah. one. A mysterious page setting on a chain of events where he enters the video game world his father developed to find him in hopes of bringing him back to the real world. Only to discover his father's creation Clue has taken over the world and become the ultimate cyber adversary. The Clue Master, if you will. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Bad Justin! DC you are, you are comics reference. I apologize. Right I apologize. There's no denying that the special effects in this movie are breathtaking, revolutionary, and gave us the face grafting of young Kevin Flynn that is taking over every movie in Hollywood. This is how you're now getting like Princess Leia yeah. in Rogue One. And a young Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean and a young Tony Stark, a.k.a. Robert Downey Jr. in yeah. Civil War. This was kind of the start of it with Jeff Bridges. I did everything! Everything you ever asked! I executed the plan! You promised that we would change the world together. I created the perfect system. The thing about perfection is that it's unknowable. Here's what my problems were with Tron Legacy. Okay, first of all, it's story structure. Oftentimes in sci-fi movies, when you're creating an alternate universe, you start getting too complicated. You're trying to be so creative and organic with the new world that you're developing that how that world works often gets more attention than the plot of the story being told in the world. Okay? It's... it doesn't just happen to Tron Legacy, it happens to... Uh, well, let's, let's, save, let's save it more we'll, we'll, we'll save for a later that. episode. Love Jeff Bridges, but he kind of laid an egg with his portrayal of Kevin Flynn in this movie, because not that I don't love the dude or the Big Lebowski, but he was kind of being the dude from the Big Lebowski in this film. He's got the whole zen vibe, he's just like, man, this, that, and if you go from... The, the first Tron, the, his character portrayal in the first Tron to Tron Legacy, it's almost like two completely different people. It's almost like he played the dude in between. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski is fantastic. I'm just saying, don't play that character in a sci-fi movie. I like to call this movie Tron Legacy or Jeff Bridges' Tell Me Another Story. The other part about this movie that got me was that it did become the Jeff Bridges show when clearly it was the writer's intention to make this story about his son, Sam. Okay? And and his character, it's kind of, when we're introduced to him, he kind of resembles more of a young Bruce Wayne character with gizmos and gadgets mm. to hinder the very company his father founded, and he is now the heir to. You know, that's true. He was way cooler in the first 15 minutes of the movie than, than he, was he was for the rest, rest of the, of the movie. movie. Because as soon as he gets into the video game world... Totally inept. Totally inept. But the reason why he's inept is because you, you think that he's some type of, like, ultimate hero... But that's not what he's set up for for the rest of the video game. Sam's believability that as soon as he steps into the gaming world, he's a gaming he's a gaming baddie and can get out of all these crazy situations. Even though Olivia Wilde saves him at multiple the, times. Multiple times. Oh, and speaking of the games, this is the other big problem I had. We never actually get to see Kevin Flynn play the very games he created. He created. So, what would I have done differently? I would have proved Sam's intelligence and gaming wit a different way. That way it makes more sense that he could command the gaming world he just entered. Maybe have him kicking butt at the Tron video game in the real world. A little, a little last Starfighter action. Yeah, or maybe you don't throw him right into the games right away. Maybe he, Maybe that comes later. So that it's like he's had to go on a journey and learn some type of knowledge of what this world is in order to actually be... Uh, you, you know, be the efficient one. there. Uh, Kevin Flynn, he's not the dude. He doesn't say man after every sentence. Sam doesn't ruin his sin. And he most definitely doesn't. Another major spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Tell you a bunch of stories. Stop listening. Sacrifice himself at the end by merging with Clue like the whole Jesus creator motif we've seen time and time again in sci-fi cinema. I'm over it. It's been done so many, so many times. Also ruined uh, The Matrix. Okay, don't be a one-trick pony. Why not a final duel to the death in the gaming arena, you know? Who is the true master of the grid, Kevin or Clue? Answer, Tron. I fight for the users. Would have been even better, right? Okay, and listen, sure, with Kevin out of the picture, we can continue Sam's story. But Sam was never developed as a strong enough leader outside of his father's shadow. Time and time again, it's Kevin or something else who solves the problems of the story and gets his son Sam out of jams, including getting him back to the real world at the end of the story. All in all, with such an original idea and a built-in fan base, the storytellers took a romp through traditional sci-fi tropes instead of pushing the envelope and making the characters believable in their final destinations. That's why it's it's currently got a 51 out of 100 score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.8 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database, and also got a 3 out of 5 stars from famed movie critic Roger Ebert. Oh. It's in the middle of the pack. It's okay. But it's not great. And I think with a few fixes to the storyline, you could have gotten it to that next level. So that's how I would fix Tron Legacy. So thanks for joining us for this very special mini episode, the very first Mark Fixes a Movie. If you liked what you heard tonight, you can head over to our Patreon, where by becoming a subscriber, you can choose from a list of five what movie I attempt to fix next. Or you can also do the same thing and pick a new song for Justin to ruin. 
And you can access that all by becoming a supporter of the show on our Patreon, which is accessible from our website, thisishappeningamerica.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. You can find past episodes of This Is Happening America at iTunes and on Google Play. Our website is thisishappeningamerica.com. You can tweet us at T-I-H underscore America or at facebook.com slash thisishappeningamerica. I'm Justin Mara for This Is Happening America. Thanks for listening. Bangarang. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.